Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen, and this is Medicine Walk. And for those who are in, um, who are listening on Blog Talk Radio, well, welcome. And for those who are on YouTube, it's the Medicine Walk. Welcome. And so, oh, hold on, a second. Let me. There we go. Okay. I had to turn down the volume on one. Still trying to manage some of the issues. And for those of you who listen on Blog Talk, I really apologize because uh, the headset I was using, apparently I thought that I had had the problem resolved, that the audio did not. So I'm really sorry. And so if you want to see those episodes, then you can go to YouTube and you could actually see me doing that. But uh, hopefully today I've gone back to the Bluetooth. And while the audio is not going to be great, honestly, I'm, I'm working on trying to figure out something that will work much better. So uh, please bear with me, and, and thank you for hanging in there with me. So um, today we are looking at, I called this episode The Last Road. And the reason I called it that was because there's uh, something that I thought about a long time ago is what if someone gave me the last rose that existed? And how would I take care of it? What would I do with it? I knew I had the last rose that there was, and it was my job to take care of it and, and help it grow and help it propagate. And when we think about it, we're each that last rose. You are the only you that is there. You are the only you that is in existence. You're the only you that the whole world has. So how do you treat yourself? How do you nurture yourself? Are you kind of just going through the motions? I mean, if, if you have the last rose in the world, then yeah, it, it requires care. I mean, you know, I'd probably be Googling how do you take care of a rose. And I'd make sure that it stayed within the right temperature and got the right amount of water and, and, you know, that it was just being protected in the best way. Do we do that for ourselves? How often do we just kind of treat ourselves like we're an afterthought? How often do we take the time to consider what is it that we need? And that's not being selfish. Um, you know, there's uh, some people kind of get caught in the idea that if you're thinking about yourself, if you're wanting to focus on what you need, that that's selfish. Well, I, there's light and shadow in everything. And when you consider how important you are, and maybe you don't feel that important, and, you know, maybe that's something that needs to be the first thing that you change about how you treat yourself is to realize how important you are, to realize that you are tremendously important to probably more people than you think, and what you do matters, and how you take care of people matters, and what you do to help others, whether it's what you do for a living or whether it's just that, you know, you, it's your nature to help people and take care of people. So consider what is it that you're doing to nurture yourself. When you are, you know, feeling down and when you're just not feeling well, 
what is it that you do to take care of yourself? You just keep going? I mean, that'd be sort of like taking that last rose and just tossing it in the backyard and saying, well, it'll figure it out. You know, I don't need to get invested in that. That takes a lot of time. That takes a lot of work. And, yes, it takes time and it takes work to take care of ourselves just as much as it takes time and it takes work to take care of other people and figuring out what is it that you need. You know, how much watering do you need water? If, if you dump too much water on a plant, you'll kill it just as quickly as if you give it too little. It's finding out what's the right amount. What is the right amount of self-nurturing for you? What is the amount that you need that allows you to take care of other people without creating a situation where it's just all about you and you are not interacting with the world? Consider that there's this huge garden. You know, humanity, I I think of humanity as a huge garden. And when, you know, you, you look at all the different plants and all the different types of people that are in it. Each one has has their own unique look. Each one has their own unique appearance. Each one has their own unique fragrance. And when you consider how many people we interact with, even in a single day, it may be where you're going to school. It may be your workplace. It may just be going out and going to the grocery store. I mean, when you think of how many people you pass by, even just in the store, whether you talk to them or not, you're still in that garden with them. And it's like, well, there are weeds. It's, I was told a long time ago that a weed is just a plant that is growing in a place that you don't want it to. I mean, most people think of dandelion as a weed and you want to dig it out and get rid of it. And yet it's tremendously medicinal. And, you know, there's dandelion tea. There's, it's used in a lot of different types of, of you know, natural type of, of, of herbal treatment. So when you consider, you know, what you want in your garden. Now, maybe in your garden you have a desert garden, so, you know, you kind of focus on succulents. The way that some folks, you know, you find a bunch of people that you interact with, that you feel comfortable with. You know, you tend to pattern your garden after that. And that some people, their gardens are like, you know, a, a field of wildflowers and just, you know, whatever seed lands there, it just grows. Whether it's, it's a plant, maybe it's a vegetable, maybe it's whatever it is. But, you know, they just treat their garden like, sure, whatever it is, just fall in place and fend for yourself. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot of energy and there tends to be like a little bit of chaos in that type of garden. You know, maybe the garden is one that there are only specific plants in specific areas and all the roses grow over here and all the, the lavender grows over here and all of the, um, yeah, the marigolds grow over there. And that's when we are able to compartmentalize our lives. When we have, well, maybe we've got our work friends and we're a particular way with our work friends. And then maybe we have our are hanging out on weekends, friends, and we're a particular way with them. And those two groups do not meet. They're just kind of very separate. But, you know, each one is is given equal attention. So in looking at the garden that is your life, you know, how are you tending that garden? Does it kind of grow where it grows? 
Is it meticulously manicured? When we look at our place in the garden, yeah, in one way, you know, we're the gardener, but in other ways, we're just another flower. So what is it that you're doing to nurture yourself? What is it that you're doing to take care of that beautiful flower that you are in that big garden? Because you do have a place in it. You do have a relationship with it. You know, a lot of people want to find a deeper relationship with the earth and, and with the natural world, which is awesome. I, I have an opportunity just every day to interact with nature since I live in the woods. And being able to be that close to the natural world, it helps me just unbelievably when things are weighing down on me, when things are, you know, when, when the world is a little bit of a difficult place. I can be able to sit and enjoy it and nurture and, and just feel so good about nurturing myself in a natural setting. So what is the setting that nurtures you? Where is your rose planted? You know, is it trying to grow through the cracks in the city? Is it out in the middle of a field where, you know, there's just sunlight and, and not much rain? What is it that your flower needs? You are that rose. And figuring out, and yes, there is a certain amount of fertilizer that's always involved. And there's always a joke about the fertilizer. Fertilizer, the, well, because it is nutrient. And, you know, fertilizer, we know where it comes from. And at the same time, it serves a purpose. Even the poop in our life holds a purpose. We're actually nurtured by it. We're fed by it. And sometimes the BS can build up. And, well, in a proper proportion, it's not so bad. It helps us become aware. It helps us to, you know, stay focused. It helps us not to get fooled by things. Because there's always going to be that aspect in our lives. There's always going to be people who kind of hold that sort of energy. And you may roll your eyes and go, yeah, right, whatever. But still, it's interaction. And so, you know, everything has a place in the garden. And when you consider what your garden is and how you take care of yourself, you know, it's important to know what it is that you need. Um, I mean, people are always very clear on suggestions on, well, you know, if you're going to be happy, you need this. Or if you're going to have uh, a balanced life, you need that. And you got to figure out what's right for you. What's right for someone else's flower isn't necessarily what's right for yours. I mean, you may not require the same amount of sunlight. Maybe you require a little bit more watering than they do. And it's very easy for people to fall into, well, if, if you want to be happy, then you have to do these things. And while they may work, I won't say they won't. And I won't say that you shouldn't consider if somebody, especially if it's somebody you trust, somebody you know, and they say, hey, you know, this is something that I do, and I offer that to you to maybe try as an option. And maybe you try it, and maybe it works, and maybe it doesn't. 
it's when it becomes like, no, you need to do this, and, and it takes on that, that energy of I know what's best for you. You need to know what's best for you, and you need to trust that you know what's best for you because, well, it's your garden. It's your flowers, and you know it better than anyone else. And if, say, to have a quieter life where you're not interacting with a whole bunch of people and that's your most comfortable, I mean, you can take a look at it and say, okay, am I being alone because I'm afraid to be out there or am I being alone just because I enjoy my own company? I enjoy the quiet. You know, folks who who enjoy that solitude sometimes, you know, get bugged quite a bit. Oh, well, you need to get out. You need to get out around people. Which, you know, it's always good to be able to do it, but if you prefer solitude, there's nothing wrong with that. Or, on the other hand, if you prefer a life that is like go, 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 and you always have something going on, and you're always rushing to get somewhere, and people tell you, look, you need to slow down, you need to cut things out of your life, you need to do less. But if that's your energy, if that's your way of being, well, then you've got to be true to that. You've got to be true to what it is that's right for you. You've got to be true to what is it that your flower needs and to take care of that no matter what anybody else says. And that can be really, really hard because, you know, people can be very, very well-meaning. And recently I came across some things that I had written like seven years ago. And one of the things that I wrote was that the best of intentions do not give permission. And what I mean by that is if I really intend well for somebody and through that I take away some of their choice or I, you know, push for what I think is right for them, that's not right. It's not okay. When, you know, I can intend the best possible thing for someone, but if I take away their choice, then I'm not doing them any favors. I'm not helping them. And if if there's somebody who is giving a very, very strong opinion in your life about what you should be doing, I mean, you know, I'm sure they they care about you. And you've ultimately got to make that decision for yourself. You've got to figure out what it is that, is your truth? What is it that is your choice? Because choice is very, very, very important. Now, choice allows us to take the best care of that flower that we are, you know, that, that rose inside of us. Because like I said, there's no more. You are the only you that the entire universe has right now. And, you know, past life, present life, whatever, In this incarnation, in this form, you are the only one in the whole wide world. And if for no other reason than that, you're important. You matter. We don't have any more. And you give more to the world than you know. You know, it may be that, you know, that that person who works at the grocery store, And whenever you go through and, you know, you always tell them hello and you always ask how they're doing. 
It may mean nothing to you, but you matter to them. And maybe that person that you slow down as they're trying to merge and you slow down just for them to get in. You mattered to that person. They may not even know you. And they may never see you again, but you help make their life easier. And that matters. That matters to people. That is important to people because you're important. And I really want you to understand how important that is that you know that. Because one of the things that we have a tendency to do, just most people I know and myself included, you know, well, you know, I, 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 I'm not that special. Uh, I just do my thing. You know, I, it, it, it's almost uncomfortable to have people, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, you do so much and I could never do what you do. I really wouldn't want anybody to believe that they could never do what I do. They would do it in a different way because, I mean, I'm a different flower than you guys are. But you have special gifts. You have your magic that you give the world. And that magic can't be duplicated by anyone else. I do what I do the way I do it because that's what works for me. That's my authenticity. That's, you know, does that mean that any one of you couldn't do a YouTube show or any one of you couldn't have an Internet radio program? Absolutely not. Any of you can do this. You wouldn't do it my way, but you would do it yours. I can't do it your way. You know, if you, you know, please don't ever think that anyone is, you know, more or better. They just have a different skill set. They just have different things that they do. And, you know, there was stuff that they had to do to learn how to do what they did. Those of you who may have been listening, and, and if you were listening since the beginning of the time I was doing the Blog Talk Radio, which now has been, well, as of this month, it will have been six years ago that I started that. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it took me a while to find my rhythm. It took me a while to find what it is that I wanted to do. And, you know, it, it takes work. If, if somebody, you know, well, I give sermons at the church that I'm at where I'm the associate pastor for the Center for Creative Living. And, and hey, if you're in the Bay Area and you are going to be, you know, you have Sunday morning free, please come by. We're at one four Circle. And the reason I'm inviting you this Sunday is because I'm doing the service. So that's exciting for me. And if any of you are in the area, please, you know, come by. And. You know, if I get asked at the last minute to do a service and I think about it and it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And people are sometimes very surprised and they'll say, how could you possibly, you know, put together a sermon in your head in just a, you know, just a matter of, you know, minutes or maybe a day and that you can just get up and talk? You know, I could never do that. Well, there was a time when I couldn't do it either. I, I wasn't that kind of flower. I was, uh, if I was any type of flower, I was a shrinking violet. I, I clung to the wall and, and just prayed nobody would notice me. You know, I stuttered for many years when I was a child. And so, 
I didn't want to talk publicly. I was afraid to. And I was given a lot of help to allow me to blossom, to allow me to bloom, to allow me to find that that place where I could, you know, sort of let my petals open up and allow myself to be seen. And I know that there's a lot of people who really struggle with that. It's really, really hard. So don't worry if, if you're not, you know, oh, wow, totally confident in it. None of us are when we start. Not a single one. And frankly, anybody who says that they were totally confident the first time they sat in front of a YouTube camera and put themselves out there in the world, if they said that they had absolutely no hesitation for that, I, I, would, I would question that. It's difficult to put yourself out there. But the world needs you to bloom. That's why you're here. You're here to blossom. The whole aspect of life is that we can learn how to bloom. We can learn how to bring ourselves out. And through that, we help others bring themselves out too. We help others to find their courage to open up and face the sun and, you know, and be that rose that they can be or, or that lavender plant or that kumquat bush or, or whatever it is that is your plant in your garden, nurture it, take care of it, expand on it, embrace it, because you're all we've got, and you're important, and you matter. So please, treat your rose well, because it's the only one in the whole wide world. It's the only one in the whole wide universe, and it's special, and you're special. Hold on a second. Just had to check something. So, anyway, um, thank you for joining me. And as I said, uh, this coming Sunday, I will be at the Center for Creative Living. And the address, I'm going to put the address on the Facebook page. And also, um, I will put it out as a tweet. Uh, I'm doing the service. So I would love to have anybody who's local come by. We start at 10 in the morning, and we also give you an awesome lunch afterwards. So come by, and you can meet me. And if you come up to me and say you're either a YouTube listener or viewer or you're a Blog Talk Radio listener, I will give you a free autographed copy of my book. So Come on down. Uh, we have the services every Sunday, and you can meet me at any time there. I am going to be in a play, and that play is My Dinner with Andrea, based on My Dinner with Andre. And that is going to be at uh, the Campbell Christian Church or Campbell Community Church. Anyway. I'll put the information for that also on Facebook, and I'll share the link for it. I think they've got the link up now. And that is going to be on August 24th, 25th, and 26th. And so please, you know, come and uh, come to the show. That would be a lot of fun. 
Uh, oh, also, I almost forgot. Last week, I said that for the month of August, since it's my birthday uh, later this month, and I will be turning 55, and that was kind of a big deal for me for a lot of different reasons. But I told myself that I was going to try at least one new thing each day. So uh, yesterday, or on the 1st, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually share what, is, what were the things. I tried this, um, a Russian beverage that is made from water that rye bread was put in and it soaked and, you know, it, it actually has sort of a sarsaparilla root beery kind of flavor to it. So that was something that I tried that was new. And yesterday I had a Mexican uh, shrimp cocktail that had salsa in it and all kinds of other stuff. And I'd never tried that before. I'd been to the restaurant before and it's like, wow, that looks weird, but I never tried it. So I tried that. And uh, today I still have to figure out, I was thinking about um, watching a movie, you know, going home and watching a movie that is totally in a foreign language that I don't speak without subtitles and seeing if I could figure out uh, what was happening with it. So each day, you know, as things present themselves, I'm going to be um, just kind of embracing something new. So if you embrace something new, if you decide you need to try something new, or if you have a suggestion for me to try something new, uh, please post it in the comments. And uh, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you do. Even if it's just one thing this whole month that you decide to do that you've never done before, give it a try because that also nurtures, nurtures us. It allows us to, to take care of ourselves when we try something new just because it would please us. So I want to thank you so much for joining me. And if you like this video, please you can like it, uh, you can share it, you can subscribe. I love seeing new subscribers, and so you can subscribe. And uh, you can also comment. I do read the comments, and I answer them as quickly as I can. And uh, it's so great interacting with, with a lot of folks. And for those who are on Blog Talk Radio, uh, you, can, you can leave comments for each of the episodes. Or you can contact me through the Facebook page, which is Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen on Facebook. And you could also reach me on Twitter. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to get a hold of me. And I just look forward to growing the community and, you know, watching people interact with each other and for us to really build something very cool. You know, you guys are an amazing part of the world. And, you know, you may not quite figure out exactly what your place in the world is, and we all kind of work on figuring that out. You do have a place in the world. You are important. You do matter. And you need to nurture yourself and to go and have fun and have an adventure and enjoy. So, thank you. And, as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. I love you.